It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to today's program. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is Live Mike, episode 36. Grateful to you for joining us. Uh, yesterday, I started the program by letting you all know that I was in a bad mood. Uh, it was the weather that put me in that bad mood. Well, I've got something to tell you today. I'm in an even worse mood today, and it's because of Iowa. Yesterday, we had a big plan. We were going to talk about all these things leading up to the Iowa caucuses. Uh, we were going to learn uh, what the what the caucuses were, how they worked, what their relevance was, why Iowa gets to be uh, first on the list of all the states around the country as these candidates campaign for president and have, as the voters have their first opportunity to voice their preference. Well, that was all supposed to be delivered to us, nice package, delivered and official, uh, about an hour after the caucuses began. Real simple. In fact, uh, Troy Price, he, uh, you might not know that name, <clears throat> but he is the chairman of the Idaho, or I'm sorry, Idaho. So I'm so sorry, Idaho. That was insulting to you. I'm sure if this was uh, your responsibility, you would have handled it beautifully. Iowa. Troy Price is the Iowa uh, Democratic Party chairman. And he, uh, this is not 24 hours ago, uh, was on TV talking about how excited and proud he was uh, to have this great responsibility and how uh, the new measures they'd put in place would ensure a smooth, transparent, efficient uh, delivery of these results. And not just the regular results we're used to, but no, two more data sets. I don't know. They do funny, funny things up in Iowa. They vote a few different times and uh, we were going to learn all about it. Well, as I dutifully last night assumed my position in front of the television to watch these results roll in, I sat down there with a little baby Piper, is three months old, her very first Iowa caucus. Well, she and I sat down there together, and the hour came when we expected results. Uh, and, then, and then another hour came, uh, and then she got fussy, so we put her to bed. Then another hour came. Uh, no results. Uh, I got a snack. Oreos actually polished off a whole package. Uh, another hour came. No results yet. Then the candidates started getting a little frustrated. <clears throat> anyway, uh, b- before I get too heated up, uh, before I get too worked up, I need the voice of reason to help me out. Uh, and so, as always, on the issues of importance, uh, particularly when Democrats are involved, we reach out to a good friend of mine, Scott Howell, who's on the line now. Scott, sir, how are you doing? Oreos. I would have been right over because you, like me, said this Iowa caucus will be over by 8.30. Chairman Troy Price promised that because they had the latest and greatest new technology. And unfortunately, um, it, it wasn't and it still goes on. But Lee, I've got breaking news here for you. Uh-oh. A lot of people don't realize that the caucuses are not just for the Democrats. <gasps> they're for the Republicans. Oh, and yes. Donald J. Trump won 98 percent, 90 percent, 90 plus percent against his most formidable opponent, uh, former Governor Weldon of, uh, of Massachusetts. So we do have a winner. That's Unfortunately, right. it's not on the uh, not on the caucus where it was focused on the Democrats. But uh, 
Uh, President Trump did win his caucus back there. A lot of people didn't realize that the Republicans caucused as well, yeah. uh, mostly because uh, there really wasn't a, an opponent. But uh, Vice President Pence was out there last week, made the rounds, and uh, on behalf of the, the president. But what a what a what an unbelievable night! Um, and it, it, right now, the inconsistencies um, from the the results that were sent in. Uh, I first of all thought it was it was a hack intrusion of something, but what they found is that they got con- inconsistencies when they phoned in, and so uh, with that high tech stuff, there was just uh, no way that they felt comfortable going out and re- um, releasing them. The latest is that they think quote fifty percent of them will come out this afternoon. Uh, it'd be about four o'clock our time. Uh, but it, it, it's incredible. And, uh, and Lee, I got to tell you, I, I thought a lot about Rick Santorum and uh, sure. Mitt Romney. Yeah. 2012. What's that? I, I said, absolutely. 2012. This is not the first yeah. time Iowa has dropped the ball significantly. Exactly. You know, Mitt, uh, uh, won by eight votes. Sure. And, and remember they moved on <laughs> to New Hampshire and there was that momentum and it was moving. And, uh, then poor, uh, Senator Santorum came back. Uh, he actually went like by 30 plus votes, 35, 36, and, but the momentum was gone. And, and Lee, what I think right now, the air is out of the room. Uh, it's completely gone. Uh, Budichek, uh, looks like from the, the, just the outpouring of, of support for him, he fit, fits the demographics of people who are back there voting for him. And it looks like he might win, but unfortunately, he's not going to have that tailwind to push him up. Now, every candidate I stayed, I watched C-SPAN. I, I clicked back between the channels, but C-SPAN is really. Let me fine. let me ask you this: How late did you How late did you stay up? I, I'm embarrassed, to say, but it was after midnight. Yeah, I was uh, I was just after midnight when I clocked out, and I woke. You know, the baby kind of wakes me up a, a few times in the overnight. Yeah. Each time, I would get, I would wake up and I'd refresh the phone, and nothing, nothing, nothing. Yeah. And that brings us to it's afternoon, the day after, still nothing. <laughs> And, and only going to get fifty percent of the reporting. Right? And how is that? What, what good does that do us? As Boyd Matheson pointed out to me this morning, this is a game of percentages. So if we don't have the whole number, what good could this possibly do us? It, it, it is <laughs> don't try to appease us with a percentage. We need the whole thing you promised us, Troy. Come on. Well, you know, you and I, our, our sleeping patterns are exactly the same. I woke up at three, got back up at five, mm-hmm. and, I, and then I was going to the gym, and I thought, okay, I'll have it for sure. I got out the door, and it wasn't there, and I came back in. I was so discouraged. Plus, it was freezing cold. Did, did you hear that? Uh, did you hear that, uh, producer Amy, that explainer brag? He let us all know he went to the gym this morning. Uh, a quick round of applause. Well done. Well done. After a late night, you still made it to the gym. <laughs> hurrah, hurrah. But it was really interesting when I watched uh, watching C-SPAN. It, it it covered every candidate. Every one of them said, "We have won. We have won. We yeah. have won." It was amazing. But you know, they had to do that for their supporters. And I'll say the one who really had the most dignity in saying about a victory was Mayor Pete. He did a very good job of that. Uh, and 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 Bernie was just like on this whole social media. I mean, the social uh, rant of free college, free this, free that. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I was just like in shock. But I think he had to do that in order to appease that base and keep his momentum going. Sure. Biden, I, I'm not so sure how it turned out from, for him. I, they, got, they know they've got the delegates that they needed to carry on. 
but uh, the, the turnout was mostly millennials, uh, I, a younger group that uh, really supported uh, Pete and, uh, and Warren and, and Bernie. And um, some of the uh, more mature voters, uh, they weren't out in, in masses of what they thought. So uh, I think the bottom line and, uh, on this, uh, Lee, is yeah. that it's too bad that we can't have those numbers. But the air is out of the room, yeah. and we, we, we'll see what happens in New Hampshire. Yeah, Scott Howell, sir, I'm grateful to you for helping me understand all these things and keeping me uh, keeping my head cool. Because I'll tell you what, I, it's not often that you're going to, and in full disclosure, it's not often that you're going to find me coming to such a, a loud defense of Democrats running for office. Uh, but on this one, I felt absolutely terrible for all involved. Uh, they, they expected something. They have invested in something. Their supporters have invested in this. Uh, and and the the one piece of information that was uh, that that was owed to them, uh, the, the the folks responsible for delivering that information dropped the ball, uh, sabotaged very likely the efforts and the strategy of all these candidates, and uh, it's just a, an unfortunate thing. And uh, my new my new slogan is going to be uh, Iowa had its chance. Who wants to who wants to try it next year? Uh, anyway, amen. I couldn't agree with you more, Lee. I think that right now uh, we're going to turn to New Hampshire and see what happens. And uh, save those Orioles, and let's hope we get better results in New Hampshire, because I might be over visiting with you and Piper. All right, sir. That's a deal. Uh, Scott Howell joining us to understand better the goings-on out there in Iowa. Uh, he mentioned some of the candidates last night did have things to say. Despite being without results, uh, Mayor Pete Buttigieg, he got up and essentially declared victory. I'm going to share with you what he had to say, along with Bernie Sanders, Amy Klobuchar, Andrew Yang, and the rest. All of it next here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.